Through our thoughts and actions, we shall all change the collective consciousness in this reality. Shed your fears and rep the benefits of your higher dimensional self. It's Match Me Time. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place. Singing Match Me Podcast, episode 81. Today's the day. Draw that line in the sand. Let the powers that be know that you cannot be controlled. Resist, resist, resist. Buddy, you're a young man, hot man, shouting in the street, gonna take on the world someday. You got blood. A big disgrace Waving your banner all over the place We will, we will rock you Sing it out We will, we will rock you We will rock you Thank you for tuning in to the Match Me Podcast My name is Fool the Intellect And I'm your host your guide, your dopamine, and serotonin supplier. Before we start this episode out, people, if you're listening right now at your home, look around you. What do you see? Do you see a cold brew, a nice beer, maybe a a hard seltzer, or maybe you don't even drink that. Maybe you go straight to whiskey, whiskey baby. But if you're a Match Me podcast listener, you probably got Jim Beam. You don't got that nice whiskey. But, hey, we ain't hating here. But do you see any weed around you? Because if you don't, you are not you are not taking part of the ritual of the Match Me podcast. In order to listen to us and get that full surround sound experience, you need to be a little, how do you say it, inebriated. So why ride that wave, buddy? ride that wave and soon you'll be stuttering just like old folder intellect here with me today in the plan b studios safest city in america 2019 a 2020 is a new decade could be the worst city in america maybe i don't know i have a man who was an xb boy turn <laughs> producer of the match me podcast ebot quite the career change by the way too yes can I just ask you a question? Did so B boy, your B boy beginnings. Yeah. Can we, can we a talk breaking about boy, a break dancing boy. The journey. If ESPN was doing a thirty thirty for you, the first <laughs> question they would probably <laughs> ask you, they would be like, Ebot, why break dancing? What made you get into it? Break dancing is an art. It's a form of expression. You're just one with the floor. You're one at the top rock, which is like you're you're dancing before you get down. And you can also, you know, finish it up on the. No, the I have a little. Rock. I have a little uh, b boy experience too, Do but you know? I, I'm not. I'm not as you've seen me break dance before, but I'm not. I'm not as crisp as you. A plethora I'm, of helicopters. I'm. I'm older in age. Yes, people. The helicopter. Any b boys out there? Any people uh, that are any dancers? If you took, if you were a dancer, you it's maybe it's called the helicopter. Maybe it's called the uh, the coffee, coffee grinder. The coffee yeah. grinder. You guys know what move. I am talking about. But what made you get into it? You just wanted to express yourself and break dancing. Dancing was the only way for you to be one with the universe, one with yourself. I said, Mama, I want to dance. So she signed me up for all these classes. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, so I you, took, you, took, you, you were taking break dance. You weren't learning from the streets. You weren't. <laughs> you didn't have a mentor. You, you, you signed up for the $300 a month classes. Yeah, uh, my parents did sign me up. I was Russian taught. 
Russian top from Moscow, straight from Moscow. Us dancers, we like to say classically top. Classically trained, yes. yes. We are trained. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not from the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm more of like a. If, if you, I'm like I study the textbooks. Mm-hmm. You know, I study the actual art from the manuscripts or yep. whatever. You know, where where people comes from. B boys from the past. Who was the first B boy? You study that. You study the moves and you study the history because you cannot know the future without learning that his story his his story yeah my sensei that's who i learned all my b-boy moves from and some say i wouldn't say this i don't know some say i passed my my sensei i don't know but did you do like dance recitals or anything like that yeah you at the when you sign up for these classes you know like the final like graduation to get to the next level so, you have to do a recital a recital so what was the makeup of these classes who else was it was it just all privileged kids that wanted to learn the, <laughs> the art of b-boying well in the break dancing class it was all males mm-hmm. not white as you might think you no know b-girls was... there wasn't b-girls in that in that age there may what, have been what, b-girls when did you start b-boying oh i was young did I... you start doing it because i remember there was a resurgence of break dancing did you do that before that or were you like with it i feel like i was in like mm-hmm. as it was coming up like i was wave. i was maybe like a year before people started getting interested i'm not saying it's because they saw me and they started getting interested but yeah i think i was and in there before it was movie, mainstream uh, that movie breaking to electric boogaloo just <laughs> playing on tnt a little too much and you're like hmm yeah but no i was in, i was definitely in there early and at a certain point, you know, you learn as much as you learn and you're and you know your own body. You like you know what you can do. So how old were you and what about around what time period was I this? was it I was definitely I think when I joined I was I was before teenagers and then when I quit I was probably you know, like thirteen or fourteen mm-hmm. when you're about to go into high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moment the exact moment when I decided to quit. You know, I was I had been like a veteran for the last you know, two or three years. So at you the were recitals. doing like the, the, you were in front when you were dancing at the recitals, you were probably the in spotlight. Front. Yeah, the spotlight yeah. was searching for me essentially. Yes. Did you feel good during these uh, recitals? Like people enjoyed you? I mean, I wish a lot of people could experience this, but when you're out there on the stage and the spotlight is solely on you and, but everybody you, else came to see somebody else. But not only that, like, your performance dictates the audience response. Like mm-hmm. if you do good, you're gonna hear an uproar of mm-hmm. applause, and that something inside just hits you straight to the heart. Like holy shit! Like they're they're literally applauding me right now because mm-hmm. I'm the only person out here. It's, it does it's something, something to the special. ego. It, yeah, you, it, you get all that attention from a young kid, and you you grow up, and you're in high school. You're like, where's the attention at? It gives you a confidence boost. Like people will come up mm-hmm. after you, like, hey, that was I really like you know your moves mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, can you teach me how to do this or that? I remember when, like, I finally decided to retire as a b-boy. You know, as sooner or later it happens to everyone. Like, oh, but no, we we skipped over the question. What was the makeup of the class? Oh, it was very few. The mm-hmm. b-boying, you know, like I said, it's art. You gotta you gotta be in it all hundred percent, or you're gonna drop out. So mm-hmm. I say there was probably like five or five to ten. It was a small group, and it was mostly guys. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's because the b-boy moves are like hard to do for females, mm-hmm. but I mean. For me, it just came naturally. I was like nine. You can't pounds. do a pull up. You probably can't hold a freeze. Like it's probably the same. You know, I was like, yeah, like U.S. Uh-huh. military standards. Like mm-hmm. you have to do push ups, pull ups. Yeah. You got to be strong. You got to be. You you can't be a fat b boy because if you're a fat b boy, you're just gonna be top rocking. You're trying <laughs> to do like the usher moves. Like yeah, and you and you gotta be free with yourself too. Like mm-hmm. you can't be. You gotta be confident. Like see, that was my problem when I because I was a dancer too, and you're bringing up this whole like. There's something about just dancing and like the crowd responding to that. And especially being a guy, you go to these recitals and there's maybe 
three guys in the whole dance studio at that recital. You got your own green room. You're feeling special. Maybe you got. You, I don't remember. I don't remember was, if I ever had my own green. room. I wouldn't call it a green room, but it, it was a room that it was it was for the guys. If we wanted waters. Yes. We could get waters. We could get yeah. waters. There were snacks there. You know, we were treated like royalty. Literally, the dance studio I went to. Uh, the head owner, her son danced, and we're about the same in age. I'm not going to say I was better than him in tap dancing. He may have been a little better in the ballet because he did do ballet. Who was better overall, though, would you say? You were him. I was definitely – listen, I'm not going to say overall. He was older than me. You got me by two years. I'm not developed yet. I'm still a little – I'm still a little uh, uh, flimsy with it. He had me by two years, but I'm saying I went to two dance studios. Yeah. I was top – top three each easily in e- any dance studio studios yeah. were fighting over old fool into like saying we want you to I, come dance with us i don't know how it is now but back then guys yeah. were definitely in hot demand yes. like if you got a guy like you're featuring him front stage in all dances that he does i remember being in like all right we got all the guys uh there would be like three guys numbers and from these yeah. three we, you, you would do your regular, you know, full into like in a couple dance classes. So you got two or three dances. You know he's doing the opening number. You know as a guy full the intellect is doing the opening number. And if you guys go to any dance reciters, you guys know the opening number is always the fucking best. Uh, it's all the best dancers. Everything the, you got. It's the all stars. It's the <laughs> opening act. And if you got a weekend of recitals, yeah, you're taking a dance class, but you're only dancing one day. But you're the opener. You got to do six shows. You got to do six shows. You got six dances to learn. Yeah, I remember. I remember as a kid, like about halfway through my like dancing career, I realized that I was being used as like a mm, recruitment yep. tool. So I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" It was whoa, like, like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, dancing's not dancing's not gay. Come look at these uh, yeah. straight young kids. They're playing wall ball before they're gonna dance. They're playing with a bouncy ball." You I, remember? And I feel like it was like, "Have you ever have you ever watched UFC?" Mm-hmm. Do you watch UFC? Yeah. I feel like it was like, have you seen like the women's fights? No. I feel like the women's fight, when Ronda Rousey was coming up in the ranks and stuff, she was basically going against like pregnant women, like mm-hmm. people who did like fighting part-time and yeah. stuff. I feel like that was me. I was the part-time fighter and they were looking for like the next generation. Mm-hmm. Like I was, essentially they were just using me at some point as like cattle fod. Yeah. Like I was no longer a value. They it's wanted like the, the better people. this one guy brings in eight other dudes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got, you got dancers, you got the girls, but you know, the people that come to the recitals, the whole family. So you got the little brothers, you got coming up of age, they're yeah. four or five to like get them in a dance class and we got them. Yeah. And you it know, worked. They it was def- always... It was always fun. I remember being in certain recitals, just nervous as shit, but and just <laughs> Not forgetting, the moves. <laughs> forgetting. Yes, completely forgetting the moves. There's been many times, and you're front stage. I'm a guy. I'm I'm not backstage. Yeah, I'm front stage, and uh, yeah, forgetting the dance moves. And you're looking at other people, be like, "What dance am I in right now? <laughs> Why am I tap dancing? This is a modern jazz dance." Uh, but yeah, you're saying you gotta be to be a good b boy. You have to be flowing. You gotta be not only in control of your body, but not make it seem stiff. But that was always yeah. my thing. I was a stiff tap dancer. <laughs> you know, 
uh, it, it was early, early on. I guess there wasn't that many male tap dancers at this studio, no. but they wanted you to do the female moves. It's like I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna <laughs> do the shimmy. I'm not gonna like I got boobs or something. In like front press of, your hips, yeah, like back you, and forth. It's like, bro, do you want to recruit dudes or not? <laughs> like, then let me be me. Yeah. Do you remember being in the classes? Were you? Do you took classes with girls, right? I did. Yeah. So you not only did you did break dancing, you did other dances, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I did uh, break dancing, tap dancing. Yeah, I guess you would call it jazz or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, we did, we had different nowadays. Pairs of shoes for nowadays they call it zumba, but at the time it was <laughs> modern jazz. <laughs> but yeah, I did all that stuff. Fun times. Would you ever put? You ever think about putting your son in that, or do you you think back and be like, why the hell was I? Because that's I I think of it like, why the hell was I dancing? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. my sister was a part of that. It was the same recruitment. They didn't have to recruit at all any any type of way. I just yeah. saw my dance, my sister <laughs> dancing. I saw the crowd fucking cheering. I'm like, bro, I want that. I would love to say it was because like I thought like oh I'm gonna get girls doing mm-hmm. this but yeah. I don't know something... you were too young yeah I, and I the was girls you were with they're like 17 18 they got big boobies <laughs> yes people you're walking through you're like Donald Trump in a Miss America pageant dude you're walking through the fucking dressing room you're seeing shit it, it was girls awesome just times. changing running yeah. around in their leotards and shit like barefooted. girls be walking up just trying oh you're so cute giving like, you a hug and yeah like, Bro. pinching your cheeks and yep. shit no I remember that. Growing up, I definitely learned how to like not like flirt, but like just talk to the other like opposite sex women, essentially opposite sex. Jesus you, Christ! And by that, you're learning in class one, two, three, one, two, three, one. <laughs> just thinking, <laughs> looking at my sexy ass instructor. Uh, yeah, I would. No, I would. I think I would. In, I would. Um, I wouldn't be mad if my kids wanted to dance. I mean, because something I did and I turned out fine. I would say. And I mean, sports injuries and all that stuff, it's definitely better than that. But I was going to ask you, uh, is it something that you regret? Because I don't regret it. I mean, I can't, I mean, listen, the only regret I have with dancing is not continuing with dan- dan- uh, dancing. Mm-hmm. I stopped before I got to high school. I'm like, this is gay. I don't want yeah. other people to be laughing at me. But first of all, if I did dancing in high school, first of all, guy dancer, I would have killed it immediately. <laughs> Fastest yeah. feet in the high school. That that's something. If, if the fastest guy in school is something, which I was, uh, the fastest feet means something too. And I could have parlayed that into probably a couple of relationships. Uh, dancer girls, <laughs> bruh. Dancer girls, fit, fit. fit. You know what they T's. say about fit hips, fit lips. That's all <laughs> Do we they say. That? I don't know. I just thought of that. No, I remember in high school too. My somehow. At my high school, there was a dance. The dance instructor at the high school somehow knew about me, mm-hmm. and, or knew about me and like my brother. And- I'm telling you, they do a little fucking. It's like the AAU basketball play uh, coaches. They do a little recruiting. Yeah, they, and they, know. they spent all four years trying to recruit me. I was like, no, I was like, I'm retired. I hung up the, I hung up the. But tap I did shoes. hear you were in the break band, the break dancing club for. Weren't you wearing that for one year? I went to one practice because okay. somehow the leader of the breakdancing group, he found out that I, I probably told him because we sat next to each other in Spanish class. Mm-hmm. He was like, dude, you need to stop by for a class. So I went over there and immediately I was like, OK, I'm, I'm like the second you, best you're gonna do, You're going to do you're going to do your moves like you're going to be about to. Yeah. Like, I have any you, you're not showing the, the backspin. The backs. I've, I've been drunk with you a lot. <laughs> And when you get drunk and you want to show off a little, you want that feeling. You're just. Yeah. I'm really. You're, you're when not I top walk... rocking, though. You're not top rocking. You're not like. No. You're just. I'm a D straight. plus top rocker. You're, yeah. When, anytime people, that I walk into talk any. Talk about room, the top rocker. What is a top rock? I don't so, know if we explained that. So the, uh, the top. There's a thing called the top rock and the bottom rock. For the top rock, it's just you 
standing up essentially mm-hmm. and you're doing you know just moves just you're dancing you're like dancing chris brown usher you're trying to do that yeah the bottom rock is where you know you put in the work the the, the mm-hmm. nine hour days that's right where there. the real bill uh b-boys come in like yeah like it takes strength you know mm-hmm. finesse all that sort of stuff that's that's where you're getting the applause and the, the audience mm-hmm. reaction so when I walked up, when I walked in there, I was like, "Oh, I'm the, I'm clearly the second best person here." Every time I walk into a room, no matter what, mm-hmm. I look at the floor and I I I don't touch it, but I look at it. I look if it's you glazed, your, waxed. You rub, you rub your feet like basketball <laughs> players coming onto the court. You kind of do that thing. And I'm like, "Huh, this matches with my with yeah. with the cotton on my t-shirt. I think mm-hmm. I can get ample spin on this." Like, so I'm already thinking in a bottom mm-hmm. rock. Like, if it happens, because you're I, not back spinning when you got a little perspiration on your back. No, because that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Sounds like a a, a torn fucking scab right there, or ble- bleeding right there. I remember, and uh, I went. I applied once to uh, Six Flags, and I got a job there. And one of the the requirements was they wanted you to like um, show something special about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh fuck! Like, what do I do? Like, do I do like a comedy act, or do I? Do you, I do? You're that full of yourself. Like, hey, I got a tight five <laughs> minutes right now. Like, I was like, what's the deal <laughs> with job interviews? You know. <laughs> so the first that would have killed if you yeah. said that. That would have killed. <laughs> I was like, everybody wants the same thing. No, but I, I went in there and I was like, like but you can't say it. <laughs> it's like, we just want a paycheck. No, but I went in there and I was like, okay, this floor's, uh, you know, supple for my back. Like, it's not going to hurt mm-hmm. if I do a backspin. So I was like, okay, you know, I've been out of the game for three years, but I, I have a solid... job interview. Yeah, job interview. It you was a group, that... bro, a group you, interview. Bro, you cranked that shit during a group interview? I had to. Tie? <laughs> you have a tie? You had, you probably had the I nice... was dressed nice. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And I was like, you know what? This white, this white uh, button shirt, mm-hmm. it can get dirty for this yeah. job. Like, I'm trying to make that minimum yeah. wage. So I went. You, in you there. want you want the recruiter? How many? Was it a panel interview or is it one person? No, event? it was. Oh, so yeah, it was one person, but mm-hmm. it was they were leading a group interview of like 20 kids. Oh damn! These are like straight up high school uh-huh. kids. Like I was. Like I had just graduated. I needed a summer job mm-hmm. before college. Wait, I thought you were talking about your job now. No, no, no. I was no. like, wait, that's no. kind of fucking. No, no, that was different. Yeah, that was more, okay. you know, professional, formal. But yeah, at the uh, at the wait, Six so Flags. You, bigger story here is that you went to Six Flag interview dressed up like that. I did. Why wouldn't I? Okay. I may have gone in a polo. I don't remember. Okay. It's definitely not formal. But it was definitely tucked in, though, right? Yeah, most okay. likely with the belt. I probably had like a brown belt with black shoes, not matching or anything, but who cares? So yeah, I was like, I was like, hey. one hundred fifteen pounds soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, here's I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give him about twenty seconds of breakdancing moves because I was going as just a regular job. Uh-huh. You could go into Six Flags for like to be the costume people, yeah. like Bugs Bunny or uh-huh. Tweety Bird, but I was like, no, I'm just trying oh, to you know operate. Hot. I'm trying to operate a roller coaster. Sounds like something a pedophile would do too. So I just you know I just broke out a twenty second routine. I definitely hit the backspin. That's did- always been a crowd favorite. Were you on top rocking though you went straight no. bottom rock I, i've never been confident in my uh-huh. top rock my top rock is about yeah. a c plus and my bottom rock you know i'm people are looking at the top rock. Plus. yeah they're definitely looking at the top rock okay. that's the reason why i retired in people the first look, place people look at the top rock because they can't do the bottom rock yeah they, yeah and vice versa yeah. yeah that's why i retired in the first place because like People had seen my routine now for mm-hmm. going for two years, going on yeah. three years. They hadn't. I hadn't really developed as yeah. as good yeah. as I thought. As an I, artist, you, <laughs> yeah, you as didn't. An artist. I kind of lost uh, the way. I was. You were just, lazy. You. you came, I wasn't lazy. No, I went boy, to every you, practice. You came, you came to b boy practice, no, but you no, cranked no, no. the same room. <laughs> no, the no, same no, no. You're like, hey, Are, maybe I can get a little more <laughs> torque in this backspin. Maybe hit that shit a little. That longer. did improve. My backspin uh, always improved, but. 
I remember doing like your head... back is probably filed down. So I remember bad. doing like head spins. I was inspired uh, watching the mm, old B boys mm, like doing head spins. Old B boys, but like I would do a head spin and it would hurt the fuck out of my head. And then I would grab my head and there would be like clumps of hair out. And I don't know if I ever recovered from that. So I was just like, you know what? Like I can't develop. And then one year, there was this little black kid. I don't remember his name, but I always remember. Uh, uh, well, always remember his routine. Mm. He went out there. His top rocket was just like mine. Like, uh-huh. it was trash. Mediocre. And his the only difference... JV. JV. Uh-huh. Like, he's not getting a varsity letter uh-huh. for that. The only difference between his bottom rocket and mine was he had something that the audience had never seen before, uh-huh. and that was the double backflip. Oh, no. He That's hit, over. He hit the double backflip, and just like that, it was done. Like, they didn't care about the backspin anymore, because they had seen it for two years. And I was just, you know... I was like, you know what? It's... I'm done. I can't do it anymore. You had to retire. I had to. He had beaten me. He bested me. <laughs> it's like right now, it's like the whole Tom Brady, um, Lamar Jackson type of thing. Your time yeah. was almost up. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it was the passing of the guard. Pretty soon, the spotlight, I was so used to it shining on me, like blinding me almost. And now you were behind that kid, right? I remember like it left me like uh-huh. during, the, during the song. It, mm. it would never... Previously, it never left me before. <laughs> it was always on <laughs> yeah, you. It yeah. was always on me. Like, you can't pick your nose or anything up there. Like, it was always shining on me. But at this point, it just... It searched for him. I was like, okay, uh-huh. that's a sign. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out on top. I'm, out, I'm not about, about to be Joe Montana. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to go out, you know... Who, who went out on top? Oh, Peyton Manning. I'm trying to go out as Peyton Manning. Yeah, write yeah. that into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, then that, that's ever, pretty much my history. You ever see anybody get hurt doing b-boying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some of the most hilarious injuries I've seen. Because young kids, when they watch their instructors do stuff, mm-hmm. they want to imitate it. So they get like, you know, like, oh, and damn. And by young kids, how was it like an all-age b-boy class or was it? Yeah, anyone could join. It was, like, okay. from, like, ages, like, 8 to, like, 16. Okay. Uh, maybe 18, but that's an adult, so I don't know if we did that I remember not. being some, like, 17-year-old kids in my class, and I was looking at them. I was like, nah, something ain't right with you. That's why I quit. <laughs> so you I was about like, to shoot up yeah. school. So you, <laughs> you're, you're antisocial. You're talking to the, the, the 7-year-olds a little too much, trying to give them pointers. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, what were we talking about? Uh, forget oh injuries any b-boy injuries, injuries yeah like you would see a lot any of like neck b-boy sprains, breaks a lot of neck sprains because uh-huh. people are trying to do the head spins the head spins are dangerous mm-hmm. like if you're not wearing a beanie or something that gives you you're slickness on, yeah you're on your head yeah your hair is, this shit hurts you're ripping people, your hair out of your head <laughs> you really are i gave up years you probably have a pencil neck like, you've never done a headstand <laughs> in your life and you're gonna try to rip that shit like normally just yeah normally my hair wouldn't start thin to like 50 but them those three years yeah. of head spins i swear I swear I'm gonna start thinning or beat ball by like 30 years old, you just, and I'm you just 27 now. So you yeah. just fuck the hair follicles up. I did. It's all messed. I've up. been looking at like the Joe Rogan type shit, like the hair transplants and shit. How much did they cost? I'll pay it. I don't it, even know. It, <laughs> I don't care. If it was, it's probably more than LASIK, but less than like breast augmentation. So if it was twenty thousand dollars, would you pay, I'll it pay to that. save? You they definitely pay do payment plans. They're okay. They so definitely do payment plans. So you wouldn't pay it just all out. You would do. I no, always forget about no. that. Yeah. I always hear about how much something costs, and I think you got to pay that straight yeah. out. It's like I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do my roof on my new house. I'm mm. gonna get a hair transplant. Mm. I'll do that Fuck instead. That. I'm gonna do the payment plan on that. Yeah, that sounds like you should probably do that now. I'm thinking. Do it. do that now. Or yeah. Just take a take a month off work. Whenever your end of the year thing, and you get all them days. That's <laughs> yeah. when you do it. Yeah. People come back. They're like, did you something change with you? I'm like, nope. Same me. You just haven't seen me yep. in three weeks. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But damn. I went really... to I went to the Netherlands. Got me a state of the art transplant. 
because it probably is cheaper out there and it's legal. I never understood like the yeah. whole in certain countries like stem cell type of stuff is like legal. Yeah, yeah you it's could crazy. Just, like, and you could just like get like unborn babies and in, in, injected into you and that. Yeah, apparently this shit works too. That's what's crazy about it. I, I mean, we're probably a few years like I fully expect in my lifetime we'll figure out how to be like uh, I mean, immortal. Yeah. We'll be able to at least maybe take your brain and put it in like they a say, chip. Yeah, they say that the person that can live to probably five hundred is already living right now. That's awesome. I because I feel like they're already me doing, personally, yeah. I'll live up to maybe a hundred. They're they're already doing like uh, experiments. With, like they're fucking with genetics in like China. Yeah. Uh, there was trying to be like a. I remember being in college and I was uh for some reason uh my English class I failed this semester. I had to come back. Uh, and retake it for some reason in college i had to retake a lot of englishes yeah <laughs> i was i was three for four and retaking english classes in colleges i, I don't know why what about I, math I, huh what about math? math uh i had my boy butters episode three i think uh shout out yeah i had him so i i, I cheated off of him yeah. and the only so and i was criminal justice people in college i studied that you're probably laughing at it right now i'm laughing too at it but um no the i had to take two math classes in college just okay. for my my course thing yeah so the first one my first math class it was uh college algebra which algebra is fucking hard once you start throwing letters <laughs> in that shit that shit starts getting fucked like what up. is x equal yeah I'm like fuck if i know it's like motherfucker i can barely read <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna want me in this bitch doing math all right but the only reason why i passed college algebra uh, was because I had this Chinese, he's smaller than me, probably about your size, yeah. 110 pounds, nerdy. I'm not 110 pounds. It was nerdy. nerdy. And I kind of went to like a, a school that had a lot of minorities, had a lot of black people, had a lot of Spanish yeah. people. So imagine no, you you're- didn't. Yes, imagine- You went to a private school. Yes, I did, but it was- <laughs> People, I went to a private school, but it was a private school where anybody got in. Anybody could get in. <laughs> if you had a 1.9 GPA that, yep, pay $45,000 a year, and you, you too can get in this class but no it would picture a uh your 11th grade um algebra class in the bronx new york it was <laughs> it was exactly like you, that you've never yes. lived in you never lived or visited the bronx i i have i have visited new york <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but um avoided the bronx just to make that clear but uh yeah i went to uh imagine your new york 11th grade bronx uh, algebra class that was it and people would just talk over the mans the entire the time <laughs> He'd be mumbling up there with a projector uh, and shit. And I was the only person. I failed every test. But the only reason why I passed because I went to every class. And whenever he looked at me, I looked him dead in the eye. <laughs> I was like, brother, I'm sitting in the back of the class right now. We're in this together. <laughs> so I failed every test. Failed everything. Damn. I did all my, Listen, the only reason why I passed because I did all my homework. I was there every day. I, I looked at him. I smiled at him. He gave me a D, and that's all I needed, and I passed. Damn, you just needed a D? I we needed, needed a C minus. No, I just needed, my I needed a D, and he gave me a D. I got nice. past the other math class. My boy Butters just cheated off him the entire time. <laughs> but now, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah, I have no clue. We got on a tangent. How do we end up at college? I don't know. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to talk a whole history right now. Yeah, but we're, we're going to move the podcast already. Damn. What what time? 27. Damn, 27. All right, <laughs> but getting, getting past uh, all that rambling... Um, people, go on Instagram, follow the Match Me podcast, please. Go on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, follow the Match Me podcast, subscribe, give us a rating, give us all that. Good news, people, we are actually, 
That's why I want to bring it up. Our social media <laughs> presence is kind of skyrocketing. Not skyrocketing, but I'm a little more active on the social media now, people. So for my new listeners out there, I think we gained about – listen, a lot of you other people out there are probably, wow um, – Fool, you didn't know how to use social media. I didn't. I never went on social media. And the truth is, I always thought I was too damn ugly to be on it anyways. So I never shared my thoughts. I went through the funny guy stage on, on Facebook where I wanted to be that funny guy. Yeah. Didn't get the response I wanted. Yeah, I've gone through that stage. I'm actually going through that stage Going now. through that. No, no. Not E-bot. on my, E-bot. Not on my E-bot. E-bot account, like E-bot. my personal account. E-bot. I Listen, do that. I'm friends with you on your personal account. Your last, <laughs> your last post. Could have gone viral. No, it was it fine. Co- it yeah. could have gone but viral. But based on my friends, the amount yeah. of friends that yes. I have it is could, low. It could have gone viral if you didn't have 90 friends. Yeah. It, it could have it done that. That's the exact reason. And that's what I'm saying, Ebot. <laughs> With my guidance and my understanding and learning of the new social media, bro, you can go viral. I think – with a couple of fine tuning, yeah. we can go viral off your it's shit. It's like I just I just post shit like that comes to my head, but it's like it's rare. It's you, like you, you never get mo- a DM though off of it. I, like hey, I'm that was dry. Really funny. It's bone ass yeah. dry. But I know, like uh, most of the time, people look at your post, at least on my thing, and I know that they're laughing. Yeah. But they just don't hit the like button. Yeah. Cause, like probably they don't they don't know me like that, or they you know they're just not trying to put their name out. Like hey, like what this person said is funny. I remember the first time I got a share, uh-huh. like somebody shared what I said. I was like, holy uh-huh. shit, like this may you blow were up. Set. You were this, like, I'm viral. That's like, what you I was thought. hitting you the refresh viral. button. Yeah. I was but, swiping down to hit the refresh. I was, but, I was excited. It didn't mean it, did, it didn't it, blow up, but, but it, it was just, one of the more popular posts. Just, all right. Can you, uh, no, we're not going to go through your Facebook, yeah, try to judge, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no people, <clears throat> social media, where I'm using Instagram. If you received a like yeah. from me, you're welcome. If you followed me, thank you. But no, yeah. we gained, we actually gained 50 followers this week on the old Instagram. I know full, people are like, fool, that's not a big number. Well, for that's us, big for us. It is big for us. And I'm thinking, bro, if we keep doing this, <laughs> we can get, we could hit that thousand. Yeah, you've been hitting the midnight oil lately. And mm-hmm. I, I can just I've tell been, the change in your, just like, in your, in your confidence, your yep. demeanor. You're just like, yo, we're, we're making it big now on social media, which is that, good because we definitely didn't have a presence before. And I, and I thank you for the people that followed us. And there, I even got people DMing me now, DMing me, telling me, hey, I reviewed your podcast. Uh, I thought it was really funny. Uh, I'm not going to lie. A couple of you people are, are, are a little weird. Like, bro, are just a little weird. Don't ask me how I'm doing. There's a reason why I call myself Fool the Intellect. If I wanted you to know my personal name, I would have fucking said it. All right? So enjoy the ride and do not look into my identity. I'm CIA-based people. I'm fucking with you. It's easy to find you. No, I know. Don't Google. Just don't Google the Match Me podcast, all right? <laughs> but uh, no, um, social media people... Using that, thank you for following us. I forgot what I was gonna say about this, <laughs> um, but no, like when we first pee. started, when we first started the podcast, I didn't use. I feel like I kind of fucked us for the first fifty episodes. I did not use the Instagram, which is big for for uh, building your listener base. And people are like, "Fool, how many listeners do you really have?" And I'm just gonna say this: we have a small cult following with plays in 25 different countries and 40 states. So you make your fucking assumptions about us, all right? Is the 40 states true? 40 states Are you is serious? true. Yeah. Oh damn, that's not states. bad. Yeah, we almost got all 50 states. If 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 you look on the map, we could connect every state across the coast Jeez. and connect. Yeah. 
I remember when we first started out, we were, mm-hmm. we, obviously, we were big in the Northeast where we record, you know, Columbia, Maryland, yeah. safest city in... DMV in, area, yeah. we're rocking that shit. <laughs> but it's nice to see that we spread out. And obviously, in other countries, that's big, too. I mean, that's like, what, 25 out of one, like 168 yeah, that's, countries? that's big countries. Uh, thank you guys for our international listeners. But to I match me, to match me nation, I know you're probably our, our old listeners. Like, what is match me nation? Something well, match we just me, came up with. Something I just <laughs> fucking came up with. Up. If you're listening to us in the continental USA, you are a part of Match Me Nation. If you're listening to us across the pond, across the deep, vast ocean, you are Match Me International, okay? Be a member of the crew. Welcome, Match Me Nation. New followers. But no, like I was saying before, uh, I, re- I really fucked us, but not going on the social media. I'm trying to build the social yeah. media presence up now. We're getting more pro- more, uh, more, uh, more profile clicks. Um, this week, we got about 500 profile clicks, wow. which yeah. is a lot of, of clicks for us. I know you're like, fool, why are you looking at the insights of the, the analytics? It's all about analytics. Yes, it, it is all. Yeah, it is all. It seriously I'm, is. And I starting to like, I've, I've been watching uh, YouTube videos on marketing and stuff mm-hmm. because I'm not going to go out and buy the books. And I'm not going to go to the library and rip off the barcode and steal the book. That just <laughs> sounds like too much. But no, I've been doing a lot of marketing type of techniques and i've been on more of the social media i've been using the uh instagram hashtags i never knew um i never knew that if you you could type in literally anything in the tag so uh, i type in twitch i try to type in people that would listen to us because i have a responsibility because people are not going to listen to me i have the responsibility to go out and find the listeners to grab the listeners to inspire the listeners to keep listening to us so you're like the electronic mormons yes so i I am going out i am finding them i am going to the twitch community i am looking big gamers yeah i'm looking to the stoner community i'm going stoner babes i'm doing weed memes i'm 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 liking (laughs) i'm liking shit i'm doing all of that shit but uh, fuck. it's nice to see that there's a transparency. Like this is what the United States should be. But fools mm-hmm. just, you know, he's he's saying the struggles and the accomplishments of the podcast as it happens. You don't see that too often. You don't. I, and I'm trying to build this base. And like I said, I did the Twitch. I I've, yeah. I've gone to the podcast community. I've done the conspiracy uh, community. But I go a little deeper to that because. A listener, a podcast listener is a different breed of people. It is somebody who has a little time on their hands. And that's not a bad thing. You got work. You got work. You got things to do. But if you're popular, you're probably not listening to the Match Me podcast or any podcast to say that. You're like, Joe Rogan, who's that? Schedule's too busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, I'm going more into the darker hashtags. I'm going into depression. I'm going into suicidal thoughts. I am going (laughs) into fucking autism. I'm liking the audience you want to build. Yes. I'm building autistic, depressed people. I am building the audience (laughs) of so many groups and I'm trying to just smash us all together. This is match me nation. If you, if you got a problem with a different group of people, if Don't. you got a problem with being a fan with your brothers in the Twitch community, uh, your brothers in the community, uh, conspiracy community, you cannot be a part of Match Me Nation. Is the Match Me podcast like the United States? It's a melting yes. pot of everybody. United we stand, divided we fall, people. So Go to war for your brothers. 
Yeah, we are family. But no, like, I, listen, I've been trying to grow the the listeners. Uh, I got the stickers. I started doing guerrilla marketing. I started throwing stickers oh, everywhere. Yeah. But th- that's only going to get so many people. How many times – How m- you put a sticker in the bathroom urinal in the mall. Yeah, somebody – that urinal may be pissed in 300 times. <laughs> but how many times are people actually going to see that sticker? And how many times are people going to actually take the time to look up a Match Me podcast? <laughs> They'll forget by the time they wash their hands. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, Eba, any marketing type of techniques you would you would maybe like to see us incorporate? Give yeah. me give me something. Yeah, you need to start hitting up like the Facebook ads or something. For I'm some not going to pay money for an ad, and I'm not on Facebook. People, don't look me up. I, but, but at a certain point, it's like I don't know. Like sometimes I'll be talking about like a certain thing, like oh, like I'm trying to get these new boots or something that I saw, and like the next day on Facebook, I'll see an advertisement for that boot. It's like my phone's uh-huh. listening to me. And it's like giving me these recommendations. I feel like podcasts are the type of thing where, where people talk about like, hey, what's something I should be listening to? Like, oh, you no, know, they, I'm at they, work they for do eight have hours. That. They, you do see a lot of that. You want not, you're not going to see it on the Instagram. And I'm going to work on the Twitter yeah. people. I think we have 10 followers on Twitter. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's pretty goddamn <laughs> low. So Match Me Nation, Match what? Me International, you have a civic duty. Go follow us on Twitter, bro. Civic duty. Yeah, please. This is jury duty, people. You yeah. know, this is a, this is an American thing. Or it, it can be an international thing. As a cult, we have to support each other. But like, what what is the most popular like f- mean of getting your name out there right now on social media? Is it like Twitter, Instagram, Listen, Facebook? Still? I could do. I could do. I have a lot of funny thoughts, or at least I think I do. Everybody has a funny thought until you post it on social media and it doesn't get the oh, response. I know. You oh, I, you I know. Yeah. As my face, my personal Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I you, remember one time do you I posted delete, something. Do you delete the corny shit? You, you let it ride I, for like two or three I months know. and you like delete. I don't Nobody's, delete it. Yeah. It's a part of me. The only thing that I do delete is like the is the awkward ass like pictures I took of myself, which uh-huh. is like just random that I used yeah. as like a profile picture or something, or some really super awkward post that I did. I'll delete those. But the recent ones, like the last two years like dude if i think it's funny someone out there thinks it's funny i'm keeping mm-hmm. that shit like i don't care if you think i'm weird you don't care i've gotten you a got couple one, like you're letting that shit right i think i think these shares have gotten me some firm requests too like i've gotten i've gotten like three which for me is like a 30 percent. you gotta increase. go on twitter bro yeah Mat- uh facebook is like the lowest social media it is, presence it's, it's for the old people twitter is right in the middle and instagram is the popping one which yeah. is why i'm trying to more people more active people but it's hard if i want to grow the uh the audience on instagram i got to constantly be putting out new uh material yeah. and it's it's hard i see it's, you stressed yeah I, i'm stressed over here people <laughs> pulling out my hair and shit but no uh what was i saying yeah, I, I yeah I post stories. Go follow me you on do. Instagram. I post funny stories. All, I don't post funny stories, uh, but yeah, you post recaps of episodes. Recaps. Of, <laughs> listen, eighty-one episodes, people. That's, That's a no big joke. ass bo- back log of episodes. You find us, you're good for at least eighty days. Let the <laughs> or eighty smoking sessions. However, you guys choose to listen uh, to us. But Ebot, um. I'm not going to lie. Some of the new followers, I kind of did a little uh, stalking, a little uh, cyber stalking. Do you do that yeah. cyber stalking stuff? Um, Just for people that like aren't my friends, oh. which is, you know, it's like four or five mm-hmm. people that all stalk. But yeah, I'm guilty of doing that. I think everyone is, if you're honest with yourself. So how far do you scroll? Like, do you try to learn the entire person? How many years I mean, it, are you, you just... 
until you're satisfied. If it's not, there, it's not a shit poster. If it's There's there, a lot of shit posters out there. The worst thing you can you can see when you're trying to stalk someone is this account is per- private. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, it's like, it's like how am I supposed <laughs> to jerk off to a profile picture? Just the one profile picture. <laughs> It's like one profile picture, and then there's three comments saying "beautiful," and it's all from guys. It's like, yeah. okay, so this is the competition you that start I'm dealing look, with. You start looking at the guys. I look photos. at theirs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I definitely am funnier than this guy. He just uh-huh. fucking reposts memes. He just reposts Facebook memes. Which, by the way, if you're posting Facebook memes, mm-hmm. if you're just re- reposting what other people post, you're not funny. You need yeah, to come I up. Believe that. I'm not saying that I'm funnier than everybody, but all my shit is original, OG, Origi- yep. OG type shit. So when I see a like, it's or it's organic. Mm-hmm. I I know that they're appreciating what I wrote. From the mind of Ebot, the backstage. Would you like a backstage <laughs> to my imagination? My cross country coach is an actual like comedian mm-hmm. in the Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say his name because mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep his privacy. Yeah. Just you know, I'm not gonna blow him up if he doesn't want to be blown up. But he's liked two of my posts back to back. So comedian, that's like yeah, an actual comedian. comedian. That's like a big boost, a big time boost to the esteem. And just like you know what, like I belong here. <laughs> my bad for not liking the Facebook post, giving it the traction it deserved. You really but don't. Yeah. It was a little. It was a little late. I saw that. Yeah. You know how like on Facebook we have like the the uh, yeah Facebook's the my, fucked up the my recent tab. Yeah. It was like on like the video tab. It was like the old like sh- I'm seeing shit from three weeks ago. I yeah. saw it. I'm like, if I like this now, Ebot's gonna get excited. See the like, and he's gonna be like, damn, it's just. It's rare that I see notifications on my Facebook, but it, it's funny too though. Like I don't even mind that you didn't like it because like ninety. I'm the, no, like no joke. Ninety five percent of my likes are from the, dudes. Or yeah, <laughs> from dudes. It's like I need I need to change. I think my com, my comedic you know frame of mind mm. to reach broader audiences. Like you don't want to get stuck with half. Now find half find the population. Your find find your, your audience will yeah. find you. Yeah, but when I see a girl like one of my posts, I'm like, okay, I'm jerking like, off tonight. <laughs> I'm like, going to I'm focus. going I'm going to Pornhub and I'm finding the nearest porn star that looks kind of like you. It's like. She didn't mean, she didn't put just the thumbs up. Uh-huh. She put the like the cracking up face uh-huh. emoji. It's like oh And Lord Jesus, <laughs> if she puts that fucking heart emoji, you're fucking dead. It's like what do I do? It's like, do I reach ty- out? You already type in her DMs. It's like how you been? I'm like, trying I haven't to talked e- to you in four years. Ebot, you can use this. Uh any girl that likes your um Facebook post, yeah. just hit him and be like, Hey, I'm funnier in person. Just say that. <laughs> I'm telling like we you, we should meet up. That could work. That could. Like we that should could. catch up. We should. Should I do like the like the not the gay guy who's trying to catch up, but just like you know, almost no. friend zone. No, I should no, just come on not, strong. Do not come on friend zone material. <laughs> Girls like that. Yeah. They don't. They they want to be. Yeah. They want to be. Girls like sex too. They just like get mm-hmm. to the point. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but damn, we're rambling a lot. So moving past the old social media stuff. Uh, another thing I saw this week, uh, it was actually kind of, this has actually been out for a while, but it was, um, the blackface bank robbery. You ever heard of that? I think I heard about it like last week or it's recent, but I definitely heard about it. Do you mind, uh, queuing up? I think I, uh, go on YouTube right now and look up blackface bank robber. Uh, the first video should be, uh. A a ABC Two News uh, Jamie Costello. <laughs> uh, what is it? Sherry Swoop. No, that's the, for th- the old Jamie. The W the WMAR for my people, for my news. listeners in the DMV area. In the DMV. This is growing up. This yeah. was the new the yeah. news station mm-hmm. ABC Two News with Jamie Costello and Kelly Swoop. Yeah, shout out to fucking yeah. Jamie Costello and Kelly Swoop. I used to watch them in the morning 
and now they're prime time. They're getting that five, six o'clock news hour spot. I forget. Was it you or me that saw him eating at a Chipotle? Uh, it definitely was, wasn't. It me was definitely I... me then. Yeah, I saw Jamie Costello. I forget where, but he was. He had the the um, the uh, the rice bowl. The Chipotle yeah, rice bowl. Yeah, he's on yeah. TV. He's not gonna eat a he, burrito. He didn't bowl. go burrito. Yeah, too many. Cars. I didn't say anything to him because he looked busy. But I was like, "What's up, Jamie?" All right, so click that. Click that. That video. We have a story of a bank robber in Cecil County uh, goes to extraordinary lengths to disguise his identity. As WMER 2 News Jeff Hager reports tonight, police believe that a white man used blackface to try to mm. throw off police. On its face, the heist at the PNC Bank on Pulaski Highway in Perryville Tuesday afternoon appeared to be your standard fare as far as bank robberies go. He came in, handed her a note, handed the teller a note. Um, she gave him the money she had in the drawer. And at the time, Perryville Police Chief Alan W. Miller had no reason to doubt the teller's description of the robber. We interviewed the teller, and the teller gave us a description of a black male, 5'7", 5'8", five, five, <laughs> 180 pounds. But when police checked the bank's surveillance footage of the robbery, they realized while the suspect wasn't wearing a mask, it didn't mean he wasn't trying to conceal his face. They found out by looking at the glove area, between the glove area and the jacket, this was actually a white male we're looking for. So initially, <laughs> the call out was for a black male. Um, it turned out to be... A white male Damn, a black this is... Now it appears the same man behind what appeared to be a textbook crime getting in and out of the bank in about 15 seconds with a getaway driver waiting shit. outside God in damn. a gray Ford Focus may have outfoxed himself. The picture of the black-faced robber is spreading like wildfire on social <laughs> media and to news Dude, outlets around the globe. Video. We're getting calls from all over. I mean, you know, to, to cover his face you know, the blackface, and to not Do you see anything hands, wrong with that? I'm looking at this cop right now. There. He's like the most white person. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's not a matter of uh, if we're going to catch him. It's a matter of when. I mean, he's he's by no means the smartest bank robber out there. <laughs> I don't even think – I, I watched it? the video. I've seen the pictures. I don't think there's any – it is smart. Yes, smart. But I don't think there's anything uh, – it's low quality. It's a low quality smart yeah. move. Can I say that? Yeah. The dude, he paints his whole face black. And um, by the right, way. So how are the lips? Are they black too? No, I don't think he paints them. So he didn't Because why would you need to? Lips aren't, black people's lips aren't black. I mean, I don't know. Look, they're he's pink. robbing a, he's robbing a, a bank. They're bright with, pink. He's, he's robbing a bank in blackface. Uh, does he go black he, lips? He, he does not go black lips. He goes regular pink lips. That's not even black but he face. Goes, it's like brown. It's like he looks black. He, he would confuse me. For real? It's a solid sheen of like it's it's like even too. Yeah, but he's probably have like Cody hair. Like no, Zach he has hair. a beanie on. Oh, beanie, which adds okay. to it too. Like How's you would thoroughly beanie, be confused. The only reason why How's you know the beanie is the beanie on the tip of the head, or the is it? So the beanie down? is the beanie doesn't have the roll. You know how you uh, do. So no it's the regular. Way. So it's extra. It's at a the white top. beanie. Okay. No, it's extra. Like there's extra like material at the top, okay. and it's a red maroon beanie. Mm. It's not rolled. But the only reason why you know that he's, like, white is because the idiot doesn't paint his, like, wrists. So when he's, like, handing her the note, you can see his white skin. Ah. Yeah. Because I've heard – listen, I've heard of stuff, people using different prosthetics to uh, rob banks and stuff. I've heard of people – I've actually heard the smartest way to rob a bank is to uh, wear a ski mask and to paint your face. 
Ebot is in fucking paint. I Ebot, pee so bad. Not... I right. do. Do you want to pause the podcast real quick? Do you want to pause real yeah, quick? Go ahead and hit okay, yeah, I really got to pee. We'll be All back right. real quick. Welcome back to the show, people. I am sorry. Ebot is a, in a little discomfort right now. He took his piss. He's back. But he has a problem. He has the bubble guts. He thinks it's something else. He said, please, fool. I know we got three more topics to talk about, but for the love of God, we got to end it after here. So we're going to, I guess, ramble on a little. A little Can bit. we go 50 yeah. minutes, Ebot? We can't. We're almost there anyway. Right, we're 47. So we're going to talk a little. So we're talking about uh, the smartest way to rob a bank. Or the, I, yeah, this blackface dude. Yeah, I heard uh, if you want to rob a bank, rob it in a ski mask. Paint your face black underneath where your eyes are at, and you should be uh, good. There's going to be no visible... Uh, description but there's been a lot of weird ways of people how they robbed banks and people a, a lot of people put their put the wig on they try to do the transvestite uh, <laughs> angle if if the description is out there for a female and it's a male and he already, he already ripped that wig off threw it in the trash can and he's at the local liquor store getting the 40 already with that that's what they get yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I heard uh, you want to rob a bank. I heard the smartest way to uh, rob a bank is don't use a weapon. If you get yep. caught, you're going to get that's add on another fucking 15, 20 years yeah, because that's that's, armed that's, robbery, yes, armed robbery. I always heard that uh, use a note, just use a note. The banks are going to comply. Uh, I've heard I know a couple of people that work in banks. They're the little tellers and they have told me that, uh, yeah, the money is insured. Why, there's no why worth Losing your life, getting shot in the fucking face for <laughs> the sixty for the uh, maybe three hundred dollars you have in your drawer. Yeah, like, and they're using uh they if you're gonna rob a bank, people listen to the Matching Podcast right now. Just know that they are trained also to grab the lowest denomination of bills, and that took a a, a lot for me yeah. to sound that word out. The de- demon, what? I can't even do it again. <laughs> he was like denomination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you can't. Like, can, that. You, can you use that in a sentence for me, please? All right. What's the place no, of origin? They give you the fucking lowest number of bills. So they're and they're, while they're giving you yeah, the dollar they're giving, bills, they're giving they're you one dollar the bills. Pack. They're giving no. I've actually heard the paint pack is big and bulky. That's a thing of the past. Oh really? That yeah. That's too fucking big. Damn. A bank robber sees that motherfucker. That's a that's a fucking paint that's pack. A death sentence. You're getting the shotgun cocked, <laughs> and you're like, don't play with me. But no, they use the, while you're fucking saying, give me all the fucking money. They're just giving you. Yeah. stacks of ones and five dollar bills they don't give a fuck they got the hundreds underneath the register damn you sound like you want to do this or no i actually have thought about robbing not robbing a bank before but you know childhood you you walk into yeah. stores sometimes you have those thoughts of what would happen if i shot this entire place up what would happen <laughs> if i decided to rob this uh place and it's completely innocent childhood imagination is a yeah. good thing people I mean, uh, it's ch- it's when you get to the age of eighteen that people start really worrying about your uh, imagination out there. But <laughs> like, no, dude, he had legit steps about this. Yeah, no, but I also I, there was a Seven Eleven by my house, and I always <laughs> thought about if I was to rob this Seven Eleven, how would I do it? And the truth oh, is, I would. It would be about six people. Six, six people for would, one Seven Eleven. Yes, it would be six people. Were so, you stealing Ben yes, and Jerry's it, ice cream cartons no, or something? Not, six people involved. <laughs> So I would have a car parked a little down the road, and that car would be out there changing a flat tire. So it would be yeah. two people changing a flat tire on the side of the road. They will have their walkie-talkies so they could alert me if like, when the cops or they hear cops or anything. Yeah. 
uh, had the people down the road. <laughs> I don't think cops use walkie talkies. I'm saying no. I'm not saying that. The people will be on. Listen, there's oh, like ra- go, police radio. Yes, police radar. Yeah. They'll be and they'll be there like the whole time. Police show up. They can give them a different uh, description of the making uh, a model of the vehicle. Yeah. So you have your two people in that, and then you have two other getaway drivers. Uh-huh. Your main get your main getaway driver is the car that's going to be outside, a little out of the the angle shot of the uh, you know the cameras. So that car will be responsible for driving me a mile, two miles up the road, and which <laughs> will change to another car. Yeah. Another person in that. Classic. You have two cla- other classic Italian job yes. right there. <laughs> so you have two people scoping it out. You have two getaway drivers, and you have two people robbing the store. Yeah. One with a gun, <laughs> freezing the fucking people up, and the other person grabbing. Smashing so you're taking grabbing. a gun, even huh? though you you just said that you want to use the note. It's, it's, so you're it's, taking listen, the gun in there. <laughs> you taking you you can take a note to a bank if you want to. But you can if you take your you you take a note to a Seven Eleven, they'll probably laugh at you. You don't people social. There's a lot of social media viral videos of people trying to be big dogs and uh, you know try to smack the gun out of the person's hand. I'm not getting fucking uh, arrested and then shown on social media somebody hitting me with a wet floor sign. Nah, the guy with the shotgun is holding everybody up. You actually may be better that way, too, taking the gun, actually, because yes. I've seen a lot of live league videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in South America or where, but a lot of the times, those cashiers, they got guns yeah. back there, too. And I know in Maryland, you can't be having concealed carry. Mm-hmm. So most likely, if you take a gun in there, you're not going to come up with any, like, fours. But, like, in South America, a lot of the times, those robbers end up getting shot in the head by the by the cashier. I know you're thinking, fool, why would you want rob a 7-Eleven? Six people robbing a 7-Eleven, what is that, $42 a piece? Like, what do you... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you could use it. That's maybe, rent money. <laughs> maybe you could use my blueprint of robbing places for, I don't know, Diamond Store. Who you knows? get subpoenaed to, to a random court case. Someone in Minnesota who used your plan. This is comedy, people. This is not <laughs> real. All right, so Eba, look up on the internet right right now. Uh, the, like the top, give me the top three like uh, bank heist of all time. What's the biggest haul? Like the biggest robberies, mm-hmm. or since, I guess since we're going along with like money robberies, yeah, yeah. So this is the this is the top three like well not in any order, just like the most infamous that I saw when I was doing my research. So number one, a lot of people are going to find this interesting. It's the Central Bank of Iraq robbery. So um, $920 million was stolen. This is literally almost $1 billion, people. And who do you think was the culprit of this? Nine hundred million, yeah, probably a bank from Iraq. Who do you think oh. was the culprit of this? Was it my none was other? It, was it Saddam Hussein? <laughs> none other than the Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein did this. How did he pull that off? So apparently, so this occurred one day, one day before the Iraq War began in two thousand three. This was one day before America sent a care package of freedom, mm. like straight up to Iraq. That yeah. I don't know if it was freedom or bombs, but yeah. we sent something up there. It was definitely death. <laughs> he sent three large trucks to the Central Bank of Iraq. Do you remember Uday and Kusay? Mm-hmm. How can Crazy you not? Motherfuckers. How can you not? The sons of said right, Saddam Hussein. I, I, I heard I heard a story about Uday and Kusay, how the <laughs> Olympic soccer team of Iraq, how they lost, how yeah. they lost in the opening thing. <laughs> And they threw those motherfuckers in tiger cages, like in shit. Yeah. But but yeah, so he sent his son Kusei with a handwritten note saying that he wanted to withdraw one billion dollars under the guise of keeping it safe from obviously America or mm-hmm. enemy hands since they were being in, not invaded but you know bombed by 
by the United States because of the uh, the Iraq war began. He went to the local Bank of Iraq bank. And he said, I'd like to make one withdrawal. Not by force, just give me the money yeah. right now. And the money, so the money got ended up getting loaded up in vans, trucks, and it was driven away. Apparently, eventually, obviously, we know that Saddam Hussein was captured and in the fucking hole he was captured in a hole but i guess nearby and like did you ever hear about saddam hussein how his jailers how he liked doritos and shit he was like obsessed no. with fucking doritos really yeah like american doritos yeah or like iraqi he doritos. Loved doritos yeah if i was the jail guard i would have licked the dorito first then gave it to him i would have made sure the only Jeez. dorito he ever ate in his he got life no flavor he just got his, straight dorito yes. pre-licked doritos i swear he's like they're always moist he's like but it gives me sustenance and high sea punch to make you thirstier. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, so when he was finally captured, the funny part is, um, like U.S. troops, they they were tasked with like counting the money because obviously it was stolen from mm-hmm. the bank because he stole. He sent his son to steal it, but thirty-five U.S. military members were caught actually stealing that money instead of <laughs> counting it and turning it in. Thirty-five military thing, people. Bro. I would that hundreds of thousands of dollars were you're stolen. Doing, you're doing four years in the military just to get a Mustang. Nah, I'm getting that. <laughs> After you just got done at a boot yeah. camp. You don't know why you're here anymore. You're fighting in Iraq for no reason under the guise of freedom. No, I don't know. I, that's a conspiracy. Thank you for this. Yeah, thank you for your military service, people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you feel if you feel like you served a country. That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, that was number one. That was the most money ever stolen mm-hmm. in a bank robbery. If you want to count it as a bank robbery in history. The most money, number two, that I, I found interesting was the most money stolen in U.S. history. And it was called the Dunbar Armored Truck Robbery. Okay. This happened in um, 1997. The, Dun, the Dunbar. So it's those Dunbar, people. Dunbar, you've seen them. Those trucks that the are The bright red oh, trucks. Oh, I definitely envisioned my, how I would do that. <laughs> they got the holes. They have like holes strategically pointed uh, all around the truck so you can, the people on the inside can stick like a shotgun. That's just fucked up. They're, they're legally allowed to fucking kill you if you're trying to make a. And a I don't brave even attempt. think they wear bulletproof vests because I was going to apply for there when I got out of college and they were just like, yeah, you got to pass like a handgun certification mm-hmm. and you're going to be, you know, you don't have bulletproof vests. It's just you out there. Yeah. Yeah, they're just walking around regular, like you know, t-shirt. Hundred racks with a with a with with a gat right there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So in 1997, 18.9 million dollars was stolen. This was the the biggest the biggest cash heist in U.S. history mm-hmm. at this point. I don't straight know about now. Cash. Yeah, straight cash. And uh, the mastermind of the operation was apparently a safety inspector who worked for you know Dunbar mm-hmm. Dunbar Armored Truck Company. Apparently, he had timed the security cameras at the facility in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I guess back then, cameras like swayed or something. Yeah. Like now, they're pretty much stagnant. They're always mm-hmm. recording at, on a certain location. 1984, this the, bitch. Yeah, yeah, 1997. So he timed them so that he he could avoid them. He recruited five of his friends to help him rob the vault when he got when they when the truck got back mm-hmm. to the armory. They broke in, assaulted two guards that were on their lunch break, and they loaded the money into a U-Haul and just drove away. And apparently, the only reason why they got caught eventually, oh, they got caught? Yeah, they did. <laughs> most of these people got caught. Saddam Hussein got caught, and these people got caught because the idiots they handed a wad of cash. You know how the wad of cash come in the the strip, the mm-hmm. the uh, like the um, what's it called, the strap yeah. that goes around the bundle. Mm-hmm. They handed it just straight like that, and obviously the the banks or whoever they stole from, they keep track of that number. The barcode? Yeah, yeah, the barcode, and that's how they ended up catching these people. God damn. Yeah. Other than that, they would have got $18.9 million. 
That's crazy. No, but they say a lot of uh, just a, a word of the wise. If you're thinking about robbing a bank, they say that a lot of the bills that they will give you are marked bills. They don't give you that paint pack yeah. anymore. They mark the bills. Yeah, they're pretty but, smart. Yeah, but even if you don't even just got it, just don't use the bills at a bank and you'll be fine. Go to your local Seven <laughs> Eleven, use that shit. Yeah. You got change for hundred dollar bill and break that shit down. Yeah, yeah just yeah, just get, exchange the hundred dollar bills for smaller denomination. Or smarter, go to the casino and you know yeah. get it in chips and then do it that way. Yeah, and number three, this one's called the Nightbridge Security Deposit Robbery. This was for $97 million. God damn. Yeah. So apparently some Italian guy in 1987, so this is 10 years prior before the Dunbar one, uh, he committed the perfect robbery in London. Um, he was already wanted actually for more than 50 armed robbers in Italy. So this dude was like, he was legit. Like he, he's, he's a professional. Yeah, he's not no novice. Like He knows what he's doing. This ain't no paint your face black and go into the PNC <laughs> bank in Perryville. Like, no. But what's funny about these robberies is like they're so basic since they were in 19... The other one was in 1997. This was mm. in 1987. So this guy, he and an assistant, they walked into a bank, you know, just strolled in there and they asked if they could rent a security safety deposit mm-hmm. box. I know you've seen them yeah. in like the movies yeah so they the people took them back there and when they went to the vault they pulled out guns and overpowered the bank manager and guards like straight up they just pulled up guns and they were like hey give Mm -hmm. us the shit that's actually smart not too many people outside will know that you're robbing a bank it's it's in the privacy of uh, the vault yeah and at the same time while that was happening people they had other people helping them all they did was they flipped the sign from saying open to close Uh on the bank yeah so no one came into the fucking bank (laughs) and all they did was they let their other friends in and they broke into as many safety deposit boxes as they could they loaded the shit up and they left this guy, after he did that, after he got, what, like, the $97 million, he fled to South America like the Nazis did. They went to Argentina, and he eventually was arrested. He was also captured because he went back to England where he committed the robbery because he wanted to ship his Ferrari back to, to oh, his new no. home in South America. A stupid, sh- a stupid mistake like that. He should have just made, like, the Nazis <laughs> and just live your life in Argentina, right? Yeah, but it's crazy, like, because, like, in 1997 and 1987... It's just, it's like basic robberies. Like today you will get caught no matter what, if you do one of those things. As soon as that shit goes on Facebook, (laughs) your your friend, you, you, like I know him, he was a B-boy. The fat, the fat girl you called fat in high school is definitely (laughs) the the lifelong vendetta against you. She's going on the police uh, Facebook page being like, I know him, (laughs) linking your account. Well, yeah, right. that's just crazy that they got that much money. That is a big amount of money. Yeah. About what time are we at now? Uh, let me check. We are at one hour, one minute. All right. Not damn. bad. Not bad at all. Ebot, leave us with a few words of encouragement. <laughs> um, I'm sure Fool's reaching out to everybody right now, but leave a, leave a review if I am, you want. I <laughs> am social. I am Instagram people. Yeah, we're looking to branch out. You'll probably out. receive a like soon. <laughs> if you like the video, or if you like the podcast, leave a review if you want. If not, just keep listening. That's fine, too. We like we like seeing where all of our listeners are from. That's all I got to say right now. Enjoy your, your President's Day. I hope you took some time to remember the President's and for me if you're like me then you're trying to catch up obviously i missed tonight but you're trying to catch up on these hbo shows the heavy hitters are out right now i'm telling you you need curb. To, you need yo curb that shit is pretty, dumb funny. Pretty. My, 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 yeah <laughs> my boy leon you need to catch up on curb you need to catch up on the outsider and you need to catch up on mcmillions maybe we'll get into that some other time but those are three banger shows you need to be listening to but before you listen to that people you're going to be working you're going to have downtime listen to the match me podcast 
Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a nice five-star rating. People, if you're going to rob a bank out there, be safe, okay? But don't do it. I don't think you should do it. Don't do it, all right? But if you're going to drive with a beer in your car after you rob the bank, that's a bad choice too, bro. Just don't do it. Just don't ride with beer in your car. Uh, Get those (laughs) blunt guts out of your car too. Uh, Peace, people.